Witchy Ways is a podcast about the journey to unlock the forgotten ways of being in a world that's long taught us to be separated from our bodies, our souls, the world around us, and the other than humans that we share it with. Welcome. I'm your host, Jacqueline Freeman. Day one at the healing turtle island ritual on Wabanaki land in Penobscot nation in Maine. Very grateful that I am able to be in this place. Almost (laughs) unbelieving that I'm here. Um, that I was able to be. So the first day got in really late. Um, The sun had already gone down. We were moving to the end of dusk into darkness. Um, I'd been driving all day. I was just exhausted. So I took my food to the kitchen and uh, went back to the van and went to sleep. On Friday, um, the opening ceremonies were spent in song, and um, traditionally there have been representations from six continents in attendance. And so uh, Sherry Mitchell, whose whose dream began all of this, um, invited indigenous nations to come and share a song from their people. Um, So one by one, we had folks get up and share a song. We all sang together. Um, There were Maori people that were able to come this year. And their songs, they also have very intricate uh, movements that go with the songs. Um, and the song, the second song that they shared was so powerful as they're all singing together in the beginning. And then at a certain point, the women moved forward and the women were singing their song in this very like melodic harmonizing way. And then the men were behind them singing their song. And if you've ever seen any Maori um, songs online, you have an idea, right? This is really warrior song. Uh, The voice is very strong and they're like stomping and the movements are very strong. Um, At certain points, they like open their eyes wide and stick their tongues out, that kind of stuff. And visually seeing it, it really was like, like the women's song goes before and the men are there to back them up. 
So it's about facilitating the women's creations, right? So don't get in her way because <laughs> you're going to have to deal with these guys. Uh, it was really powerful. Um, and I do believe everybody was deeply moved, uh, deeply moved by their song. Really amazing. Um, it was a, it was really a treat to have them there. After lunch, uh, it was raining like crazy all morning. Um, so I had come to get like coffee and stuff. Uh, and didn't bring my, um, I didn't bring my poncho or anything. So, uh, the rain started and then it was getting worse and worse and worse. And, um, it let up a little. So, um, in the time that it took me to go back to the van and get my poncho, I just got absolutely drenched. So, um, I spent most of the day soggy, you know, we all did. Um, so second half, you know, they moved the ritual into, um, the, the ritual was in the long house where the dining hall was, or the, like the barn kind of where the doll, the, the dining hall was. It just sort of moved tables and chairs out of the way to set things up. And in the beginning, you know, there's, there's a podium sort of towards the back. And then we were in sort of a semicircle around the podium. Um, and there was a ceremonial fire in the middle and, um, after lunch, they changed the chairs. And so they were in rows on either side of the podium. And when I came in was directed to sit on the left. So the women were on the left, the men were on the right and two spirit transgender, gender fluid, gender neutral folks were invited to sit onto the podium. So, um, a fellow got up and started talking about men's roles in the community and the impact of colonialization on the men and how, uh, when the colonializer settlers came, that they began a sort of brainwashing of the indigenous men. They started on the men first. And, um, of course it, you know, it got me to reflect on the things that happened to my ancestors, the introduction of toxic masculinity into those on my mother's father's line by the Viking invasions. Um, and the things that invaders do, the trauma that invasion has the way it turns men into boys with muscle suits, right? And wanting to protect and shutting down the heart center, thinking that will also protect. And after they talked for a little while, they had the men get up and move into the center in rows facing one another 
and then had the women surround them. And we sang songs and prayed. And Sherry, uh, told us not to pray in the way that people often do, right? Where they, um, you think about what's wrong with somebody <laughs> and pray for them to not be like that anymore, you know, but instead to, to, to focus on what was beautiful and good and right and pour our energy and love into that so that it expands. It's a beautiful injunction. Um, and I couldn't help but think of, you know, the work that I'm doing on my father's father's line right now and the difficulty that, um, that I'm having releasing the anger and the resentment and the judgment. The difficulty I'm having finding the good because everything feels tainted and poisoned by this really toxic behavior that I've seen. And um, I, I don't know any of the men that were in the circle. She was saying, you know, focus on these men and what's beautiful about them. And I, I, I don't, I don't know any of the men there. Um, so I was just thinking about men in general and, uh, you know, spirit was really highlighting the things on my father's father's line. Um, and it's hard for me to connect to that. It was hard for me to connect to that. So I, I focused on grandfather Tashara and like the lion, the courage, the working for the greater good, bringing out the strength in others to work for the greater good. So that's what I focused on during that section. And I could feel, you know, these emotions moving through me, this resentment, the anger, glimpses of compassion, the frustration of the men and these really limited pathways that toxic masculinity has given to them. I mean, it really doesn't allow them to be fully human, you know? I remember when I got to that place of my feminism of realizing that men were actually far more restricted when it came to being a human and really opening into our full humanity. Women have a lot more options and a lot more of our humanity is open to us. Uh, for men, it is not. The only emotions they're allowed are lust and anger, really. I mean, I think things are changing. I do think things are changing, but for a long time, it's been this way. Um, and that's not a good place for a human being to be, you know? All human beings have a wide range of emotions and some of them are really enjoyable and some of them are really uncomfortable and sticky and painful. 
but it's still part of being human. And to be a full human, we need the space to be able to express all of that. And um, toxic masculinity in the colonialist culture does not allow men that at all. So it's no wonder that they've gotten so sick, really. So, um, so I struggled to remember these kinds of things in that space. And then, um, Sherry talked for a while about women being, how women have been impacted by this colonialism and the colonialist mindset patriarchal mindset and um, she spoke specifically to how uh, it's gotten to a place where women only value what the patriarchy values that uh, we only value what can be commodified and um what's saleable on the market and that when it comes to sort of traditional roles of I would say holding the spiritual and emotional space right that that's not valued by women and it's something that they've put aside to um, run after the things of the patriarchy values which I agree with I mean I said for years um, within my women's studies frames that um, if you're looking at sort of second wave feminism kind of stuff uh, there's very little feminist about it. It's very masculinist, actually. Um, and we're marking women's value by how much they're able to earn or how strong they are or um, these kinds of things instead of truly valuing the things that um, that have traditionally been of women. And, and those things would be like connections to nature, connection to the body. The body is a source of creation. Um, it's a lot of the stuff that puts us back in touch with older ways and really helps us decolonialize, actually. Um, so she spoke to that, and then the women got into the middle and the men surrounded us and sang songs now mind you uh, there were probably twice as many women as there were men and they did point that out when we sat down like okay men take a look here's who's showing up to do the work take a good look and it is something that I've seen almost everywhere right when it's coming to volunteer work, social work, these kinds of things. Um, you walk into whatever 
the uh, philosophy or religion might be, those communities are supported by women. Um, so they did tell the men to take a good look at that. So there were probably twice as many women as there were men. Um, so I don't know how the men felt when they were being sung over. Um, but it, it felt a little thin <laughs> with the women. Um, but it was, it was lovely. And, um, I had been conscious in the first round of how my, I was processing things through my body and had been warned by, um, Charlene, the energy worker that I work with, um, that I had to quit processing things through my body. She had, um, checked in with me before the ritual and asked me how things were going. And, um, and I told her that, you know, I told her some of the things that had happened on the trip and then that, um, I felt sometimes like I had an attachment, but then I'd feel like it was gone, but then I'd feel like it was there. So she checked in and saw that, um, she was like, you don't just have an attachment. You have like, there is something consuming you. It was like a snake and it worked its way up to your upper thighs. Um, which is really scary to hear. Um, and I, you know, had wondered if it had been what had visited me at the graveyard in Pennsylvania or, you know, the lady that was sitting next to me at the ancestral retreat, like just decided she didn't like me as soon as I walked in. And, um, but she told me that like, no, 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 it wasn't like a person, one single entity that did this. This was like, it came from the land somewhere in Georgia or Alabama and um, was intergenerational. Um, and it, it freaked me out. I was like, how can I protect myself against that? And um, she's like, well, I don't, I don't know that you can. Right. So, um, so that was a little scary. Uh, but she had said that I need to rest and um, that I need to be very careful to not be processing things with my body, to process it off the body. So, um, so I had become aware that during the first round I was processing with my body. So the second round I, um, you know, was consciously working not to do that. So as I started feeling, um, you know, the sort of transmutation passing through me, um, I moved it off to the ancestors and, um, and so I saw like behind me, the grandfathers surrounding the grandmothers in the way that we were doing in the room and praying over them and singing over them. And just that love going all the way down the line. It's really lovely. And then um, a two-spirit person got up to speak and talked about their experience of coming out within their community. They were Wabanaki and um, had started wearing um, dresses to ritual and had gotten the word from spirit that they needed to start doing that all the time and not just in a ritual spaces. Um, and had gotten this really beautiful affirmation from one of the grandfathers during a ritual that, um, that their people loved them 
as they were and that they needed to be out in the world as they are. And um, that was really beautiful. Um, one of the many places where I cried. I got lots of soul showers. So it was raining outside and uh, I got lots of soul showers as well on Friday. Um, and then they also talked for a while about their experience in the wider world and the way that people stare, the nasty things people say, that people have taken pictures. Um, and, you know, really mocking, nasty way. It, so, um, there was a lot of pain and anger, as you can understand. And they called for people to work harder to make the world safer for those that don't fit in this category or that one. And Sherry got up, so she, she talked also about like the way that um, two-spirit and transgender and gender-fluid, gender-neutral folks are holding a space in between for us. Um, Sarah and I had done a podcast on this with Kitchen Table Alchemy and talked about it a little bit. Um, because from the perspective of the sort of mystical um, concept of sacred marriage, um, really integrating the male and the female is a huge part of self-actualization. And um, and I think that's something that scares fundamentalist mindset because they're really trying to put things into black or white, this or that, either or, and dig down into that binary. Um, when spiritual growth, enlightenment, and actualization actually call on us to do the opposite, to break down the binaries and find the place in between. Um, So then the two-spirit, transgender, gender-fluid, gender-neutral folks got into the middle. And uh, we all surrounded them and prayed over them. And at the end, Sherry had them face outside and look at those that had been praying and then have those of us there on the front row uh, say, I see you. I value you. Thank you for holding the space in between. Oh, it's really beautiful. Very healing. And as the evening continued, um, you know, I was feeling these reverberations in my own work that I'm doing and specifically the work that I'm doing on my father's father's line. And I'm very grateful for that ritual and the ways that it brought me closer to being able to forgive. 
Hope you enjoyed that episode. Thanks for listening. If you're not already, subscribe to the podcast. That way you can get episodes as soon as they're released. If you'd like more information about my van build or travels to get my feet in soil to hear what she has to say, then go on over to www.witchyways.com. That's spelled with a Y instead of an I. And got to be weird and wild about it, you know. So may your heart, mind, eyes, ears, and life be open to the magic and connection that surrounds us all the time. Blessed be.